You're listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And we're from the otakuspirit.com website, where you can go for all of our anime, new and old, great community in the form links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And yes, today is a discussional podcast episode. We talk about the news that seems, you know, intriguing to us, and then dive into, hopefully, we'll have time to dive into the community. I'm pretty sure we're not going to be able to, because we're about a month and a half behind on news, and we like to dive through them, even though it's... You know, some of it is new or old news. We still like to go over it to kind of keep people, you know, up to date just because we have a lot of people that are like, yeah, I don't really check the news and it's cool to get a little update on things. And we like to comment on certain things. So that's that's what we do. Yes. Are you ready, Chris? Yeah. Just dive right into it. Or do you have any any updates at all besides playing way too much uh, Phoenix Wright? That and Satisfactory. Yeah, that too. That too. Yes. That one absolutely eats up my time. That is way too addicting. <laughs> it's crazy how much You're I just diving back in the Minecraft world. It's not Minecraft. It's no. It's, it's Dragon like Quest everything I wish I had in Minecraft. <laughs> I don't know. I got we 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 had our fun with it, and then I kind of dropped away. I, I think the thing of it, it's one of those things, just like Minecraft and all of those. Yeah, I can kind of get like this project I want to do, and I won't stop until that project's done. And halfway through it, I'll make five other projects that I have to get done. They're, they're opening it, up more tiers at uh, the end of this month. It's just one of those things where I don't really, it, I just, I don't get, in, I, I step back and I, don't, I realize I don't get much enjoyment out of it unless I'm actually playing with somebody and don't really have the computer. Since they don't actually have servers for it, you have to run it local, which I think is dumb. They should, they should fix that. They need a client that you can put on a server. Until they do that, I don't know that I want to go back to it. <laughs> unless the whole uh, Google Stadia if they get that game on there, just run Google Stadia to make a server, and then everybody joins it. Perfect. They'll have like some crazy Blade server running the client, and everybody joins it. I think that'd be perfect. But yeah, until then, I don't know. Unless I unless I build my new computer, which I've I've gotten the bug. The bug has bit me to build a new computer, but I I, really I just have to pull buy, that trigger. I really want to build a new computer <laughs> that by the cost well, high that, number when we when we got that monster hunter that was that was obvious it was like 
Okay. Oh, yeah, that's it's right. Our time. computers are five years old. <laughs> Mine's like 10 years old. Yeah, probably. Ugh. Well, that's just like my MacBook Pro. It's like I realized at some point, holy crap, it's like, I think, 11 years old now. It's like, oh, damn. He's got to update. But as soon as they actually make a good MacBook Pro, they haven't made one since like 2012. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. Oh, I just I might just get a laptop that's Windows based just to just to finally cut off. If, if I think the next time they do an announcement for a MacBook, if they don't fix their problems, get away from the butterfly keyboards, I think I'll just say I'm done. Sorry, you, you, apparently you're not building them for me, so I'll move on. Need more than just two plugs. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, building computers and catching up catching up on anime. We finally got through the. The, uh, the the winter spring or winter season. Now we're going to the spring season. We got a, a schedule update for you guys so you guys can know what to find your animes at where. Uh, a lot of things are changing in the anime sphere. Uh, a lot of uh, dramas. We will go over one of those and um, hopefully get you guys completely up to date if you are like, I don't care to keep updating unless Chris and Andrew think it's, it's interesting. Then I want to know about it. So here we go. Let's dive into it again. Well, it is hard to be us. You know, we are important. Yeah, we are <laughs> significant in our own minds. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, let's go into it because we, like I said, I think we have like a uh, hundred things to go through. So, uh, yeah, nine pages worth of an outline, and that's that's never good. But yeah, hope you guys enjoy us running through all this stuff. Some of that I might just run through quickly, just because there's just nothing informational behind it. But I do want to note it. Uh, but yes, yeah, so our first one is uh, Soichiro Yamamoto. And Kamio Fukuchi has launched a new manga. I believe we talked about this a little bit because uh, Soichiro, uh, Soichiro Yamamoto is the mangaka for skill teaser or teasing master Takagi-san. This is annoying because at first, when we first learned about that, that anime adaptation, they were calling it skill teaser Takagi-san. And so I've been calling it that ever since. And now everybody seems to be calling it teasing master Takagi-san. So now I'm completely <laughs> messed up. So I might call it the other... Eventually. Anyways, uh, the new manga is titled Kaiju no uh, Tokagi. If you didn't catch that first word there, that means the monster lizard. So this will be launching on April 12th in Japan. So hopefully somebody picks it up because, you know, I think Takagi-san was pretty popular over here. So hopefully they will latch on to that one as well and bring it over here because it's fun stuff. I don't know. You can see his artwork a bit in there, so... Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know that they have a synopsis for it yet. But, yeah, the, the, the promo picture for it just has a really cute uh, kaiju character and some Takagi-looking characters behind her. So <laughs> maybe, maybe Takagi will make, a, will make an appearance to tease the kaiju. Just walking down the street and she'll just show up in a teaser. So, uh, yeah, cool stuff. Check that out if um, if you're a big fan of Takagi-san. We will probably will if, if we eventually, you know, catch our our modes of, of reading and whatnot. So, uh, next one is high school prodigies have it easy. Even in another world, light novel is getting an anime adaptation. Uh, let me turn down my volume here so I can play these trailers while I'm talking. The PV released um, saying a 2019 release date. It is going to be done by Project Number Nine. Uh, we'll be animating it, and uh, Shinsuke Yanagi is going to be directing it, which he did work for Rio's work has never done and Angel Three Piece. So that's uh, 
interesting. I, I think the synopsis is in Japan, there are seven superhumans high schoolers who are world class geniuses in various fields of ranging from governance to economics and beyond. On one fainful day, these uh, these seven wind up in, in a plane accident and wake up only to find themselves in another world. So it's basically lost. Finding themselves in a foreign place where magic and beast people are real and immediately proceed to panic or at least that's what they would have happened if they were some run-of-the-mill students. If anything, these seven are actually using their talents to do absolutely ludicrous things so they can go home. Let's take it easy. Because if it if they if we really let loose, I'm pretty sure we'll end up destroying this world. So uh, yeah, another isekai, but with like a little band of geniuses involved with it. So we'll see if that uh, if that red couch can stand out from the couches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forever gonna bring that joke up. See, uh, you excited for that one? You more another isekai geniuses? I'm all I'm all for it. the. the is sick guy anymore cool stuff uh let's see here crunchyroll hires former lucasfilm events manager mary franklin to head events um they also hired former yahoo executive uh, julia renda as head of marketing so seems like they're changing hands again now i don't know the specifics of the change before but i do know that when i helped them with the when i was a judge with the previous anime awards uh the person that i was speaking to um regarding that was a different person than the person that I spoke to this last time. So I don't know if that was a change of hands that happened there or if they just assigned somebody else in another position or if there was a position change. But it seems like they're every year <laughs> deciding to change who's heading these things up. And uh, now we have somebody else heading the event. So I don't know. It, it could be a thing of a simple thing of, you know, one person is tired of this and they're moving on to somebody else. Or maybe they're going... We got this much feedback from this event. Let's try somebody else to do the future events. Um, it's not necessarily having to do with the anime awards, but events in, events in general, because of course they have the Crunchyroll Expo and stuff like that. So looks like they're kind of just trying to shift things up and give give new new blood some experience and and helping them create some good events. So it's always a good thing. What, how, whatever whatever perspective you look at it from. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. They also announced a Toonami programming partnership. Uh, Crunchyroll is to be premiering content. Uh, Crunchyroll is to be a premier content partner for Adult Swim's programming block, uh, collaborating on licensed uh, content, co-productions, and distribution opportunities. So, cool little collaboration between Crunchyroll and Adult Swim. So, hopefully, we'll see more stuff from Crunchyroll ending up on the Toonami block. Um, I don't know if that means that necessarily. Well, it does say kind of exclusivity, I think. I'm not sure exactly if that's going to be a case, if they're going to cut off Funimation stuff from being able to get on the Tommy. I don't think so. I, I don't think there's really a, a benefit to cutting out another company. So we'll see. Hopefully there'll be some other stuff that'll kind of come with that as well. Uh, let's see here. Beastars. We talked about that one a while back. That was getting an anime adaptation. They have announced that they're going to get a October premiere. And the sad news for everybody is that it's going to be streaming exclusively with Netflix. So don't expect to see that until 2020. <laughs> uh, see here. Also in October, Psychopaths Season 3 will be premiering. But uh, there's no exclusivity to Netflix. So don't worry there. We need to get caught up on Psychopaths eventually. Yeah. 
What I am curious, though, do we have to watch the second season that everybody doesn't like so much? <laughs> do we just skip it? I think I'm like halfway through the first season. I just never went back to it. Got sidetracked, so we'll, we'll get there eventually. Uh, let's see. Fans of Vanillaware. We have a new trailer for the new title coming out. Uh, Vanillaware and Atlas is going to be releasing 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, on PS4 in Japan on, in fall. No news on Switch. I, I, I seriously, I've, I've yelled out on, on Twitter and stuff several times, like, bring all these games over to the Switch, please. I want some Vanillaware games on, on the Switch. Uh, especially, like... Uh, you would think Atlas would be all over the Switch. You'd think, you'd think. I, I think they just got to warm up to it, I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm hoping eventually, just because of how, what things are going on with Sony right now and their... their, their treatment of the japanese developers hopefully eventually they'll just kind of say you know screw you guys we're we're gonna go with the platforms that aren't giving us hell right now and switch is very welcoming to to developers even though i don't think some developers that shouldn't be on there but hey that's just me uh but no i I, it's interesting though because vanillaware is typically uh very fantasy based and so the interesting thing with this one particularly is that it's got like a modern setting looks very post-apocalyptic and there's mechas, so yeah, vanillaware and mecha. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what that does going forward with that one. Looks um, very pretty. It says life as you know it is ending because the 13 Sentinels uh, Aegis Realm will be localized and released in the West by Atlas. The upcoming title was being developed by vanillaware and directed by George uh, Kamitani, the Dragon Crown and Odin Sphere of Dragon Crown and Odin Sphere. A departure from the studio's traditional fantasy style, the game takes place in a modern setting, punctuating with punctuated by uh, giant mechs. Although the world may uh, be bleak, Vanillaware's signature artistic shine and gorgeous aesthetic aesthetic will bring the characters and story of 13 Sentinels to life. So, really cool. Hopefully it will come to something besides PS4. Let's see. Next one we have is No Guns Life manga is getting an anime adaptation by Madhouse. The retailer HMV listed a cover of an April issue of Shisha, uh, Shueisha Ultra, Ultra Jump magazine with an announcement on the cover. The manga is by Ta- uh, Tasuku Karasuma. Um, it says, with no memory of his previous life or who replaced his head with a giant gun, Juzo Inui uh, now search, uh, scratches out a living in the dark streets of the city of Revolver. As a resolver. I don't know if that's a pun. <laughs> uh, very interesting <laughs> science, this choice is, but hey, it's Madhouse, so hopefully it'll be a pretty rockin' little show. They, they, they usually get some pretty gritty shows, so cool stuff. Uh, see here, good news for people that are fans of Is the Order a Rabbit. The OVA is going to be releasing in fall. This has been revealed on... Hobushun's Manga Time Kirada Max Magazine. And uh, no other informo- information besides that, but uh, look forward to more Is the Other Rabbit. We're still waiting on it, season three. <laughs> uh, Fragtime manga is getting an anime adaptation. Uh, adaptation? Fragtime is the time stopping Yuri manga centers around high school students Mizuzu uh, Moritani. Mizuzu has a power to stop time for three minutes a day. One day, she uses that power to try to peek up the skirt of her classmate, the beautiful Haruka Murakami. But the power, for some reason, doesn't work on Haruka. Uh, Haruka, sorry. 
And Haruka finds out Mizusu's secret. Dang, naughty girl. That sounds that sounds oddly interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pervy Yuri girl. Jeez. Yuri with time stopping element. That's that's interesting. Maybe maybe there'll be a new genre for Yuri is is fantasy Yuri, which will be great. Fans of that time I got reincarnated as a slime, they're kind of riding the wave of how popular that got. So uh, they announced a novel, uh, their, their particular spinoff novel, or the novel is getting a spinoff manga. There we go. Got that right. Uh, follows a girl named Fos from uh, Eurasian, or Eurasania. Uh, Taitano is, uh, is going to be drawn the new manga. And the title is Tensai Shitara Slime Data Ken Ibun. Makuni uh, Kurashi no Trinity. That time I got reincarnated as a slime. Another story, Trinity of the Magic Kingdom. So, cool stuff. I'm assuming the main character, Fos, is the Neko Girl? Which, cool. Can always do some stories with Neko Girl. That's always a good thing. Or is she more like a wolf girl? Does it look more like a wolf girl? Something like that. Something like that. Kitsune, maybe? I don't know. More, more, more slime stuff. It's always good. Let's see here. Next anime adaptation that has been announced. G Baku Shonen Honoko-kun manga is getting an anime adaptation. The manga is by Iro Aida. And the English title for it is Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. <laughs> Hanako-san, Hanako-san, are you there? At Komomi Academy, rumors are abound about the school's seven mysteries, one of which is Hanako-san, said to occupy the third stall of the third floor girls' bathroom in the old school building. Hanako-san grants any wish who is summoned, uh, oh, any wish when summoned, Nene Yashiro, an occult-loving high school girl who dreamed of romance, ventures into the haunted bathroom. But the Hanak, but Hanak, but the Hanakasan she meets there is nothing like what she imagined. Komami Academy Hanakasan is a boy. Interesting. Very interesting. Not quite sure what they're going with there. <laughs> is that one of those things where they keep visiting there and having some kind of shenanigans, or once someone they're kind of like, okay, let's put the whole toilet thing behind us and move on. Huh. Very very interesting art style for it too. We'll see. It looks odd. Might be might be just a short. Who knows? Maybe somebody's read that and they can let us know. Uh, let's see here. Another anime adaptation. Manga Somali to Mura no Kamisama to, uh, to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to get an anime adaptation in the fall. Studio Satellite is going to be doing it. The manga is set in a world ruled by spirits and monsters and where humans are uh, persecuted and driven to the brink of extinction. In a certain forest, a golem, the guardian of the forest, and a little girl meet. Their journey as surrogate father and daughter to each other begins. Pretty cool. It was very, very artistic. Very, very Ghibli-ish. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if that one turns out good. Apparently, Crunchyroll has already licensed it to stream it. So cool stuff. If you're a, if you're a Crunchyroll subscriber. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I mixed up. I got mixed up. Let's see. PB for Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two Hits Multi... Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two Hit Multi-Target Attack reveals a July premiere. Uh, yeah. It's going to be done by JC Staff. 
And I admit, when I when I watched the PV, I was actually pretty. Uh, I was pretty hooked on it. I, it looks very cute. Uh, really like the mom character. She looks very kind of. I guess it's probably gonna be like a a VR MMO kind of game setting ish thing. Uh, guy trying to take on things in the fantasy world, but then every now and then mom shows up and probably embarrasses the hell out of him, which that sounds really hilarious, and I hope they do something really fun with it. Uh, <laughs> as, it's as just in, like, a, a, an awesome concept, so. Yeah, in, in the throne room, and he's yelling about mom being right there. I don't know. It looks it looks like it's going to be a, a... It's one of those ones where it's like, my mind runs off of how funny this could be and how really cute it could be, but then it really relies on if they actually do something funner with it. To, if Or if it turns into a stupid, I don't know, hinting at mom romance kind of crap. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> she looks pretty confident, though. So it's pretty fun. No, it's funny as I, I, I started running into the people behind it because the eyes remind me of, and I asked you about this the other day, it reminds me of the, um, the, the candy store one, the Gashikashi. So I'm like, I don't know if that's, no, not th- I couldn't find like a character designer that was something that was tied in with it, but the eyes reminded me a lot of Takashikashi. But yeah, looks looks really cute. I, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that one. So let's see here. Fans of Neon Genesis Evangelion, Netflix has finally announced the worldwide streaming date. And if you have not heard of this, you probably, like I mentioned earlier, you don't care about the news. <laughs> probably what it is. They've announced that it's going to be uh, set to premiere on their network on June 21st is going to include the TV series. And I have not actually specifically said if they're going to be doing the movies or not. I'd assume that they're probably going to release them at the same time unless they are recording them separately. I don't know why they would keep the dubbers waiting to come back and then redub the, the other ones as well. But for those that don't know, they, they, they delayed the point which they were actually going to post the series on Netflix because they were redubbing the entire thing. So, uh, which caused some controversies because apparently they didn't get the same actors or actresses. So um, I'm not bugged by it because I have it. Dub. Yeah, it, it will be interesting. Now, I don't think the dub was bad, but at the same time, um, it'll be. I already have the DVDs, so I guess I'm I'm you know fortunate in the fact that I can read. I can actually listen to the old dub, but uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be interested to see how they improve things because there was certain parts were kind of cringy. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie that the the old dub was some glorious thing. So I know the purists out there were probably yelling at me right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, look forward to that. If you have been waiting on that one to actually watch it, cause I'm really excited for it just because it's been a long time and I know that a lot of people want to watch it. The benefit to being on Netflix is that it's more of a broad, um, availability. So that's cool. Uh, Funimation has joined with Chinese streaming platform Bilibili in a partnership. So this one is a joint licensing for anime in the U.S. and China. Bilibili also uh, revealed that they're a PV for the Journal of Mysterious Creatures anime alongside Mages. Uh, The cover kind of reminds me of that Frankenstein family uh, series that we watched, or I kind of watched a few episodes a while back. So hopefully it'll be something different than that. Yeah, very, very interesting, though, this kind of partnership they're kind of going along with here. Now, I know Billy Billy is one of those ones. It's it's a Chinese kind of production or um, publishing group that has been grabbing a lot, of, has been kind of developing a lot of stuff, and then it's kind of very scarcely available to everybody else. Like I mentioned, the Frankenstein family, we didn't really have it for quite a while. There's a current show this season that is uh, by that company as well, that, that Shonen one. 
was kind of some weird thing where there were a, a company that looks after areas or something like that. Uh, what was it called? It was Junjo no Magmel. That one was the one that they is a is a is a Billy Billy title, I think. So I'm assuming that that will end up on Funimation. It is currently on their site showing Netflix. So I was assuming it'd be a Netflix title, but with that partnership, I'm wondering if it'll end up on Funimation as well. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I I don't know. I'm I mix on that. I we've been burnt way too many times with the 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 Chinese titles. They they often kind of have a a different humor to them that doesn't really match with what I think a lot of the Japanese humors that I've grown to love. So. And some they have some interesting stories. It's just sometimes they don't really pan out, or they're just kind of like first chapter stuff, and you're like nothing else added to it, like Blood of Wars and stuff like that. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see if they they do some improvements there. It's good to have. It's good for Funimation because they have another outlet that they can kind of gain more money on. They can work together, you know, collaborate on funds. At the same time, Billy, Billy, remember what happened with Crunchyroll. <laughs> Of course, we don't know who who was at fault with the Crunchyroll breakup. We just kind of assume it was Sony, but and this could be Sony kind of helping them with this as well. So we'll see. We'll see if that turns into something interesting. Uh, any thoughts on that one? No, not really. No. no. All right, uh, Copcraft anime gets a teaser video. For those that don't remember, we talked about this a while back. I immediately jumped onto it with like fangs because. Uh, Renji Marada artwork is always going to kind of intrigue me. I was a little afraid of it just because the studio that was working on it uh, only worked on Berserk 2016 and TQ. And the director was the same thing. So I'm like, eh, not a very good studio. They got Renji Marada's work on it. This is not going to turn out well, is it? Can never find a good studio that can capture his artwork. They're doing a pretty dang good. The PV looks damn good. So... Uh, definitely has his artwork in there, and I'm just praying they can keep it going uh, past the PV because, God, it looks really good. The, the art, the character designs are just gorgeous. So you got, you got me. You put, you put your, you, I got the fangs in it. You put the fangs back in me. You pull the hooks back in me, and you're pulling me in. Please, just don't let it be. We made a really great PV, and the show just bombs. So, what do you think? It does look good. It look good. Yeah, the, the, that the, is for a fact. The main girl in it just looks gorgeous. It looks very, very Last Exile. I think it's Last Exile. Am I thinking Last Exile? It's been a long time. Maybe I'm thinking. Um, oh, what's the other one? Um, Shangri La. Yeah, I think it's, I'm thinking more Shangri La. I think that one has those those kind of characters and designs in it. It's been a while. Yeah, it looks very good, though. Um, like I said, I'm really hoping it will turn out as good as it looks. It is going to be premiering in summer, so we'll find out soon. And within a couple couple of months, we'll find out if they can if they can pull it off. I'm I'm rooting for you guys. Don't don't let me down. Don't let me down. I need a good Ranger Marauders series. All right, uh, moving on. Very interesting. I don't know if I ever mentioned on the podcast, I watched the Final Fantasy XIV Dad of Light live-action TV series on Netflix, and I I liked it. It had its, it had its cheesy cringe moments, but um, it was a really, really cute series. Did you end up watching it? No. No, no. 
basically follows a guy who uh, his dad retires and he's trying to get his dad to play Final Fantasy 14 like he does. And what he does is he ends up buying his dad a PlayStation and, and builds it up for him so he can play it. And then he secretly plays with his dad in the game as another character and just kind of invites him to his guild and they go off raiding together and they have this desire to take down Twintania and it's just, it's a really cute little story that kind of gets more into the family and uh, and the dad's why the dad decided to retire and all this kind of stuff. And it was really cute. They announced that they're going to do another live action. So I'm like, why the hell are you doing it? Literally, is like two years old or something like that. Well, it's a film remake. So I guess that, that and that's typical. They, there's a lot of series that you you can find that just have like 15 million different live action remakes and stuff like that. I don't know why Japan keeps redoing things, uh, but um, different cast, which was interesting as well. I don't, I didn't, I didn't at first know why they would decide to recast him. Like the father didn't really, I mean, the father in the in the TV series was just he pulled it off. He, he was perfect. Well, then I found out the the actual father of the live action TV series passed away. So. There's that reason. <laughs> um, Rip, he was he was excellent. He was an excellent vac- actor. Uh, but no, it's it's interesting to see them redo it, and I can also see them kind of redoing this if it is Square Enix is involved. They probably want to have a more updated client to show off the new things in the game itself, which I can see that as well because the other one, like again, they were trying to go after Twintania, and that's like pretty old already. So. Yeah, I'll probably end up watching this one as well if it ends up on Netflix. Like I said, I, I enjoyed the the other adaptation, and it was it was really cute. I would like to see them doing a, an anime out of it. Why not? <laughs> Just don't... In, I don't know. If you animate the actual Final Fantasy game, don't throw in the clips of, of Final Fantasy XIV inside of an anime that would look really cringe. Um, and that, that never works out. But yeah. Really cute. Uh, I'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to it if it ends up over here. I don't know that they have any kind of sign of it being with Netflix. So, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's see here. And maybe being in, in a TV format will be a little more bite-sized. Because I remember the other one was like six episodes or seven episodes. So, it was decently long. So, maybe this will be a little more easy to consume for people. Yep. So, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy, definitely check that one out. Uh, looking forward to the expansion still. I want to play my dancer. They announced the dancers, and I want to play a dancer so bad. <laughs> Gunblade. Yeah. It's all about the gunblade. Chris will play for two months to play Gunblade. And then he'll disappear again. <laughs> Go back to his factory. Uh, unless they unless they can I'm somehow... I'm getting it all out of my system, may, all right? Maybe they can implement a factory system inside of Final Fantasy and he'll play again. Uh, let's see here. Fake Grand Order. Absolute Demonic Front Babylon PV has been released. And they put a premiere date for it, which is... October. So cool stuff if you're looking forward to the new Fate Grand Order adaptation of the Babylonia story is going to be premiering in October. It's going to be done by Cloverworks just so you guys can remember. So um cool stuff. Looking looking forward to the Babylon story. Uh I think that's probably I think that was the the one that I'm looking forward to the most because that's the one that actually has like um my uh Ishtar. So Hopefully they can pump some budget into them and they can do an excellent job. I, I don't. Cloverworks has been doing some pretty decent stuff lately, so hopefully they'll be able to do it justice. Caster Gilly. Yeah, gotta have some Caster Gill. Or was that spoiler? Hmm? 
It's literally on the PV, so unless somebody unless somebody's like keeping quiet and not looking at anything relating to the series just so that you don't get spoiled. That's just like that's like the archer from Unlimited Blade Works. It's like everybody says his name now. It's like <laughs> I guess that's no longer spoiler anymore. I'm so glad we watched that way back then and <laughs> didn't have that whole thing spoilered. Uh everything in, in Fake Grand Order is just spoiling every single person's name. So it's like I was unboxing um Apocrypha. And I started going through the, the the booklet and looking at the art, and I started naming out names. And I'm like, oh, I guess it's kind of bad to kind of mention names like those. It's like technically the, you should know what their names are, but it's just kind of common knowledge anymore. So I don't. I think we gave up on covering up names anymore. Uh, let's see here, Alita Battle Angel film has reached over four hundred million dollars worldwide. Yay! Clap clap. I was I was excited to hear about Battle Angel Alita's live action because it's one of those ones where. I I don't want Hollywood to screw it up, but at the same time, I'm hearing nothing but positive things coming out of it, which it gets me excited because we I like have heard Alita. a few. I've heard a few uh, good comments about it. Yeah, it's scary because it's also one of those things where it was right next to another drama with another series. So I'm like, is it because people are trying to blow this up because that one was was bothering people? But I, I've people I've trusted that I really do trust that I think aren't really involved with all that kind of drama. Uh, we're really positive about it. Some people that were real big fans of of the anime series, so I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see it doing well because they have said something to the effect that if it does really well, they can continue it on. Because technically, from what I understand, it's only telling pretty much the anime uh, series story and not beyond that. So hopefully, if this did well enough for them, they can continue on with what the manga had. Uh, so yeah, they they uh, they had um, deadline announced that they had some people involved with with the movie that said that it should re- it needs to reach about four hundred million in order to breach even. There's some other sources that say that it has to be five hundred or more, but I think four hundred is one of those points. I I'm hoping getting that close or even on that point of you know breaking even is enough for them to say okay cool if we make a sequel. We'll bring those people in, then we'll bring in more people along with that because the first did so well. So I have a lot of hope for that. Hopefully, we'll end up seeing a sequel made of it, and they can kind of continue on and, and complete it. Maybe that, and there's the other opposite effect. Hopefully, the fandom of that will trigger maybe people to put money into Japan or Japan themselves, seeing that there's money there, and you know, should, redo and continue Alitas. We should snag those two and uh, see how they did. How they did. Ghost in the Shell in this one. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the, the, the Ghost in the Shell one's one of those ones where I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that'll end up being one of those things where we enjoy it that everybody else hated. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I'm still bothered by the eyes, though. I'm not going to ever get past that. I'm still bothered by the eyes. What can you do? What can you do? All right, moving on, we have Kud Wafter. The anime series is being delayed, or not the anime series, but the the anime adaptation is being uh, delayed by a year. Uh, Apparently, the director is being changed. This is due to, apparently, a schedule shift, and so they're not able to get it worked on because of the director being kind of booked. Uh, Kentaro Suzuki is being replaced by Yoshiki Yamakawa, and um, they're shifting the date to being due in around September of 2020, so... Man, that is over a year. That is not a year. <laughs> that is well over a year. Uh, that's a year and a half, people. It's a year and a half. 
Um, there is a PV out there. Definitely check that out. It's very cute looking, very well animated. I'm kind of excited after seeing the how beautiful the uh, the anime that they PV made. So, yeah. Always always a good thing when they put things on pause when there's some kind of issue. Don't want, don't want them to rush things out. And I know that is kind of more sad for people just because of the fact that this is kind of involved with a crowdfunding and that I fully... I'm with you on that one. I've I've been involved with many, many delays in, in, in crowdfundings. It's kind of the reason why I stopped doing crowdfundings, unless it's something that's really, really something I badly want, like uh, Gunsmith Cats. So. All right. So, um, yeah, look forward to that in a year. Hopefully we're all alive by then. Sadness. All right. Let's see here. For those that are watching, why the hell are you here, teacher, <laughs> right now? Such an insane show. Volume 7 of the manga for Why the Hell Are You Here, Teacher, is going to bundle the uncensored edit of the anime's first four episode, and it was going to be released in June. So if you're a big fan of these series so far, which we've seen about two episodes of it so far, plenty of reasons for it to have censorship. Um... I don't know. Hopefully, maybe maybe Crunchyroll will get that version of it, but I doubt it. I'm sure people will find it. I'm sure people will find it. I'm looking after all you, letting you know about this stuff so you can be well aware when you need to kind of search for this stuff. Anyways, uh, moving on. Crunchyroll is set to re- increase its subscription prices for U.S., Britain, Australia, and Nordics. The U.S. will... I'm just going to kind of cover the U.S. There's, if you guys look it up, you can find all the different prices out there. I'm probably going to say in a, collater, a, a currency wrong, and people will make fun of me. Uh, for U.S., the price is going to be going from $6.95 to $7.99. So about a, a buck difference. Annual fee is going to be increasing from $59.95 to $79.99. So that's technically more... No, I guess about the same. I don't know. Uh, this is going to be effective May 1st. Current users will see the increase a- a- happening on August 1st. So technically, if you subscribe, if you start your subscription after May 1st, you're going to see that price increase immediately. Whereas if you are a current subscriber, you don't have to worry until August 1st. So lock it in now. They like to do that. Lock it in now so that you can enjoy the lesser price going forward. Seems like everybody's increasing. Funimation went down. That's yeah. probably because there's a lot of unsubscribing happening right now. <laughs> They're desperate. Oh, uh, yes. Moving on, but I, I kind of, I'm kind of okay with Funimation's changes because they do the whole thing where we'll, we're we're bringing this down, but also at the same time, if you are a big fan of our site, you, there's these other options which you can increase it to kind of offset it, I guess. But that's if you buy a lot from their store, that's not going to matter to you otherwise. But yeah. It is what it is. Everybody's going up. Netflix went up. I think Hulu went up. So it's just the thing. Prices are going to go up as, as, you know. Yeah. Prices go up. Studio Feel is going to animate Dropout Idol Fruit Tart Anime. This one is So Hama Yumiba's uh, Ochi Kobori Fruit Tart Manga. The manga story begins in the first year high school student Sakura heads to Tokyo. Oh, I'm sorry, Ino Sakura 
heads to Tokyo to pursue becoming an idol. She teams up with a fellow Nezumi Dorm. It's weird. Oh, the Nezumi Dorm residents. Uh, unpopular former child actor Roko, uh, musician Hayu, the model Nina, to form a new idol unit, Fruit Tart. These dropout idols get back on their feet and enter the world of show business to prevent uh, the dorm from being demolished. So, Kind of like a club show, but now in a dorm. <laughs> Don't let the club get closed. We have to do something to gain interest. Yeah, cool stuff. More idol shows. Always interested to see, me, see more idol shows with a different take on them. So we'll see. We'll see how that one turns out. Here's some sad news for y'all. Get ready for it. Senra Kagura producer Kinishiro Takaki has left Marvelous to join Games. Uh, this is uh, stated in a Famitsu Magazine interview um, that he will still work on the Senra Kagura titles currently produced to a certain point. And beyond that, it's pretty much um, probably not going to be happening anymore. In the interview in Famitsu, um, he kind of stated that elaborate on the future prospects of the release of Senra Kagura, uh, the seventh one, uh, Girls Happiness Seven uh, Seven Even, saying that current that currently the path to the game to the game being an evolution of the main series is closed. Uh, he added that the uh, that he will give the game time and mused that social trends may change once again in a few years. In the meantime, he said that the that he is working on the aspects of the game that will not require any change, uh, such as the character stories or um, the base of the game system. He concluded that whether it is him or someone else other than him, the game will someday be finished. Takagi uh, noted that the main reason for, the, for leaving Marvelous is due to the restrictions in the depiction of sexual content which he said uh, were suddenly imposed on him last year and led to a trend inside of him snapping. Uh, he said that there a was a lot of criticism. Huh? A thread. Okay. He said that, there, uh, that while there's a lot, of, uh, lot to criticize in sexual content in game and that he is fine with restrictions on certain genres and other fields, there is, uh, are many who enjoy sexual content in games. He added that Singer Kagura... Uh, series was originally made while consulting the other companies involved and suggesting that it's all right for games like this to exist. Takagi said that uh, that varied content is what gives games uh, gives the video game industry its charm. He questioned whether Singer game made under current restrictions will still be acknowledged by fans of Singer game, especially when the new game is numbered main game of the series. He said that while the sexual aspects of the series is only about 10 to 20 percent of the series he refused to make any entry of the series without sexual elements as it would not be singer kagura uh, he also said that the um currently not the only producer in the series let's see what was the other big one i said um i think it's in the other article it, for people that aren't getting where this is going this is the sony crap so <laughs> just yep. just throwing that out there, this is the Sony crap. Uh, he's already stated several times this is basically due to Sony's restrictions. Um, the, we talked about this before in a previous podcast about the fact that he's pretty much been open about the fact that um, Sony has been blocking a lot of stuff they're doing. They are shifting the industry. 
there has been discussions uh, that are statements released by Sony regarding why they have implemented these restrictions to games, especially those coming out of Japan, and it's because they are afraid of certain movements by like Me Too and Gamergate, and they do not want to get involved. They're afraid of it pretty much going after them. So this was their decision to kind of avoid that aspect. So, yeah, this is just more to the add to the why Andrew might not buy the next generation of PlayStation consoles. It's pretty much that simple. It is also the other reason why I'm talking about building another computer. <laughs> yep. Because uh, they're releasing all these games on the PC, uh, uncensored. So, again, it's not really a thing of I need to have this stuff in my games. It's more of a fact that I hate buying something that is has any kind of label that has been censored because at that point I feel like I'm buying something that has been basically edited by somebody else that thinks that they know better than I do. And that infuriates me. It's a principal aspect of it. I don't need you to be my dad. Simple as that. Sony, you're not my mom. Get the hell out of this game. You don't need to be touching it. So, and that's, and that's the sad thing with, with this producer is, is the fact that he is, he, it's basically driven him to the point where he can't do it no more. He's like, I'm done. I, I can't. And I, and that's the whole thing where people are kind of pushing him like, hey, dude, c- come over here to Switch, uh, Nintendo. The water's fine. Come over here to PC. Keep making these games. Just stop making them for Sony. And the sad thing is I'm assuming that the only reason that he is feeling pressured is because they make most of their profit through Sony. Technically, PlayStation 4 is the best-selling console of this generation. Uh, my hope is that the... PC market's getting better. I know that the PC market is pretty much, um, unless something's changed recently, the last I heard, the PC was the biggest market in Japan besides mobile. I would have never guessed the idea that censorship could be the uh, console killer. Can <laughs> you, you imagine that? I mean, we've seen it in Nintendo, but it was like, gosh, Nintendo, stop being mom. And then eventually, at, the, at this generation, they're like, Come over here. Water's fine. And yeah, we never really suspected anything because it was only Nintendo. Yeah. And the moment that Sony, now the biggest company, does this, and that that does have me questioning, will Sony be the big console next generation? Or is this going to be that killing blow? It seems like every other generation, they screw up. They screwed up in the PS3 saying, you're going to get another job to buy this thing. It's 600 whatever dollars. And they got hurt. The 360 took over. And then... Microsoft screwed up, and Sony said, hey, we're for the gamers over here, and now they're screwing up, saying, well, you can play Order, the Order was 1886, I bought that stupid game and played like five minutes of it, you can play the Order, and you can see a dude's, basically his junk, uncensored, you can you can play a game where you can see some guy's junk, you can blow up people, you can slice off heads, but no, anime side boobs, no, no. You, you know, no, I'm your mom. <laughs> it's like, where is your standards here? I, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of memes out there with different things of just like, here's a character that's half naked. They're perfectly fine with it. Here's anime boobs. No, no. Uh, no, it was, the joke was the, the girl from The Last of Us. I think it was the, the, the DLC showing the two girls and their kiss and making out. And it's like, this is perfectly fine, but no, singer Kagura can't have that it's just it's just too funny it's it's a lot of hypocrite uh, and, and it is one of those things where it's like just make it be consistent if you're gonna do it be consistent at least don't don't look like a hypocrite while you're doing it but at the same time like i said it's don't be my mom you're not my mom go away and like we said before the fear is it kind of leaking leaching into funimation 
Sony, the company that's censoring these games, is the same company that is the parent company. Well, they're different branches, of course, but the main king of them all owns both these companies. Funimation, is, are they going to eventually end up like this? They're afraid of me too and all this other stuff. It can eventually happen. Yep. I don't know. And that's that and that's what gets me my fear of of even kind of them being involved in anything. It, it's 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 gonna be their it's gonna be the console killer, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the Funimation killer too. So keep an eye on that. And it's the same thing. They're a branch down somewhere in that tree is Anaplex. Is Anaplex gonna start since are they gonna re-edit kill a kill and censor the hell out of it i don't <laughs> want to think of this kind of <laughs> am i being depressing <laughs> am i being depressing but that's that's the other reason why they don't touch that's that's one main reason why these companies don't touch each other often is so that they can have that that um what's the term isolate they basically isolate all these companies so that they can do their own things but it's only a matter of time when they start kind of eating into each other. I haven't seen a confirmation on it yet, but somebody mentioned something to the fact that Anaplex, somebody from Anaplex has took the new head of Funimation because, of course, their current um, GM left like a couple months ago. I haven't been able to confirm that, so don't quote me on it. And don't, it's, this isn't confirmed. But that could be one of those first steps as well of, of, of things changing at Funimation. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Like I said, uh, really sucks. I'm I'm kind of really mad about it. Um, despite all that, though, I want to mention the uh, Kinoshiro uh, Takaki is currently still doing a project. It's going to be a multi- multimedia project with Marvelous. It's going to have a game and an anime. It's going to be an original title. I believe it's going to be a JRPG. And they've been working on it for about a year and a half. So look forward to that. I th- I think they said something to the fact that it's not going to be like nudity and stuff like that involved with it. It's just going to be a, a a completely different thing from Singer Gagura. He I think he joked something about the main character being clothed and and laughing about that. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. So yeah, okay. Now that I depressed everybody, seeing the departure of a fan a fan service king basically. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what he can end up doing with with something with Cygain. Hopefully, they will stay away from PlayStation, and he can do what he wants to do. So, speaking of fan service and Switch, <laughs> this is completely unplanned. By the way, I did not plan this. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I did not plan this. Uh, anyways, Mario uh, Chronicles is coming to Switch. It's going to be launching in the West on April 26. Is unfortunately going to be a digital only game, but. If you're fine with digital only, eShop will have Moero Chronicles. Moero. Moero. I know I'm saying that, and it's probably not understandable, but yeah. You put it's this pretty, up here just for me. It's a fun little. It's a fun little uh, dungeon crawler. I got the. I got an import of the Vita version, and it was. It was. It was a lot of fun. Very. Yeah. Very. Very fan servicey, but very dungeon crawly. Build your team kind of thing. So you go in there and you find fairy girls and beat them up and then and you scratch them. they join your group yeah you scratch them a little bit they join your group and then you yeah it's, it's really cute so there you go check that out yep, yep. not very far away only six days i can't wait recording. so that's that's around wednesday or something wednesday thursday so there you go 
check that out. Extended in this corner of the world anime film. Uh, the extended version is going to be opening on December 20th in Japan. So if you're in Japan around December 20th, you can watch that screening. Or hopefully eventually it will end up on Netflix like the last one did. But yes, this is, of course, the extended version that was originally promised back when the uh, original film was released. They got a little tied up and said they were going to improve it. Don't worry. Uh, the new film is going to have 30 minutes of new footage. So, yeah, that sounds extended. <laughs> there is a trailer out there that you can check out. It has a lot of those new scenes in it, but um, pretty cool. I, I I think 30 minutes of new footage is definitely enough to make it worth checking out. I, I, I think if it was like, you know, five or ten minutes, I'd probably like, eh. Maybe eventually if I want to watch it again, I'll watch it. But having 30 minutes, it might be one of those things where when it comes out, I might want to jump on it and check it out. So... Really cool. I'm, I'm curious to see what um, what aspect of the storytelling they're looking to improve. I know there were some areas here and there we talked about in our review. Um, I can't recall offhand exactly what they were, but certain things I think with the husband was kind of like, yeah, I wish they had a little more to kind of explain things there. And hopefully that'll be what they'll kind of help explain. Really cool movie, though. If you haven't watched it and you don't want to wait, definitely check it out. I think it's still on Netflix. Uh, definitely worth checking out, or just grab the Blu-ray of it. It's, it's worth it. It's a very beautiful show or movie. So cool stuff. Excited? All right. What, what's your thoughts? Are you are you thinking of if, if, like I said, jumping on it when it first comes out, or is it something that you like? Eh, when we when we if you if if you watch through it and you say that there's it's worth watching, then maybe I will. But it looked like it's a lot of mood scenes. If, I mean, just going through the clips that they were showing on the PB. All right, uh, let's see here. Some fun, exciting announcements up next. We have basically, I, I put it into a section of its own. This is the the new uh, new season craziness, as I titled it. Where basically we have a ton of existing series that are now getting second, third, whatever seasons. Uh, the first up, ReZero, second season has finally been announced. <laughs> uh, they also released a trailer for the OVA that is coming out as well. It's got a million on there, so I don't care. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, the, the PV they released for the ReZero one, like everything around ReZero, involves Subaru walking through a field of dead people, which is sadness for me because I recognize a lot of the people that are dead there. And then coming upon a person on a heel under an umbrella, which I can assume we know who it is, but um, we will, I'll just leave it at that in case those that have not watched the first instance, so you don't get spoiled on things. But yeah, are you ready for more cute waifus being slaughtered left and right? It's always a matter of pain watching <laughs> this show. Isn't that sad? I'm like excited about a second season, but at the same time I go... Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm probably going to see Ram being tortured and killed over and over again. I don't know. It's it's very mixed feelings. Do I want to watch a show that shows my favorite characters dying over and over again just for the chance that I hope that I can have a moment where they're happy and I get to smile because they're happy? That was what that show was, was like these this back and forth between happiness and sadness. And it was just, yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> you can guess who that is, don't you? Yep. So yeah, 
cool stuff. I don't know when they said the OVA is releasing. I don't think we have a date yet. There's a reason why you didn't fool with that. It says 2019. So. so, yeah. Exciting stuff. Can't get here any sooner. Let's see here. That time I got reincarnated as slime. Of course, they announced the second season of that immediately when the season ended. So, cool stuff there. I think we mentioned that in our review. Uh, also, we mentioned in our review for the Promised Neverland that that one was getting a second season as well. That was announced pretty much at this point of its conclusion. So, I'm excited for more of that. That one's going to be in 2020. So, maybe Chris will jump in and get caught up on it. Probably. <laughs> Probably. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, one I'm like probably of this entire list, the one that I'm most excited about. Well, let me let me get that one to send it. I think we mentioned that Dropkick My Devil was getting an, another season as well. Uh, but no, the one that I am is like the one that I am. This entire list could probably disappear, and I'd be perfectly fine with. But not this one. Is my team romantic comedy snafu is getting a third season? So yay! Uh, I thought that they kind of gave up on that show, so... No, and, and I thought the same thing. And at some point, I was kind of sniffing around, trying to find... I think I was looking up information about the light novel, because I was thinking of picking up the entire light novel. Because I'm like, when am I getting another season? And I ended up running into somebody mentioned the idea, that, or several people mentioned the idea, that technically the reason why the second season has been so far away is because they literally caught, caught up to the light novel. And when they mentioned the idea that the light novel was ending here soon, that was giving them enough inform- enough content to make the third and final season. So literally, as from what I understand, the first and second season was up to a certain point, and the third season will conclude it with the ending of this recent light novel. And from what I understand, they have put an indefinite delay to the last light novel of the light novel itself which a lot of people are speculating is because they want to wait until they can release them at the same time. That seems seems legit. So that makes sense to me. It kind of sucks at the same time. I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to get into the light novel or into the light novel that want their conclusion. Um, at the same time, I'm kind of happy about that because that means that when the anime comes out, I don't have to worry about people spoiling the hell out of it with the light novel's ending. And I'm certain that's probably why they're not released in the light novel because they're they're afraid people are going to end up spoiling the anime so that's just speculation there's no proof of that but um i miss you yugahama my girl's coming back just so i can probably see her get her heart broken we'll see <laughs> we'll see who wins in the or, end or or he could just dump both of them and just go 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 with his smile go with the smile mm-hmm. what's the smile the smile that you have to protect um, which one's that one? I don't remember his name. Otherwise, oh, I'd say his name. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. The, 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 the yeah. Yeah, I got you. I'm following you. Anyways. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Cannot wait. Uh, another one. Takagi Sun's back. Another big one. Yes. Uh, the skilled teaser. Takaki-san, or Master Teaser, whatever the hell it was, uh, that one is getting a second season. It's going to be premiering in July. I think we so mentioned this already. A second season. Yeah, I think we mentioned that this was getting a second season already, but now they have a July date for it, so not too far away. That's summer, right? Am I got my, yeah, it's summer. It should be summer. A couple so, months. Good stuff. Good stuff there. 
Uh, High Score Girl is getting a second season. So that one was a surprise. We still need to finish the last, was it two or three episodes of the mid, I don't know what the hell they're calling it, OVA or in, uh, net original. Well, whatever. especially after that ending. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know why I'm playing this PV. It's probably going to have a spoiler in there for that those episodes. So yeah, we, we need to get back on that one and finish those last episodes. Probably should do that here something, sometime this week. So. Somebody laid down a gauntlet and made a claim. And we need to see the next part. Yes. Yes, yes. So cool stuff. Hopefully hopefully Netflix will release that quickly. I'm sure that they probably have attached to that one as well. Because like we mentioned before, I'm certain that was the only reason that it was with Netflix. Because that was the only one that was worthy, willing to touch it with all that lawsuit stuff involved with it. So cool stuff. More High Score Girl. Definitely a cute little series if you have not watched it. We haven't post our review on it yet but it's for those that can't wait it's it's really cute it's a lot more slice of lifey than i thought it would be um i thought it was just going to be spoofs on games but actually it seems more slice of life than spoofs on games which was a, a huge surprise so and finally we have um damachi season two is already announced we already knew that euro camp i don't know if we mentioned that as well layback camp that one got a second season bang dream got a third season apparently the second season did well we kind of Stepped away from it. Sells at work, also getting a second season. I think we mentioned that one as well. So, a lot of really fantastic announcements for multiple seasons. So, look forward to all those. So, all right. Uh, fans of Mob Psycho 100. Apparently, it is getting a all new OVA planned by the Mangaka One. So, it's of course being done by Studio Bones still. And they said that it's going to have a premiering date of July 7th at an event. So hopefully that will, again, be picked up by Crunchyroll or somebody so we can end up seeing that OVA. But cool. More more, uh, more Mob Psycho 100. It's always welcome. So I uh, kind of already mentioned this before. Uh, my romantic comedy is wrong as expected. 14th volume is getting delayed indefinitely. It was originally slated on April 13th, or 18th, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see here. Fans of Li- uh, Love is War, uh, Kaguya-sama, is getting a, it's getting a live-action film. I think we talked about this already. So we now have a teaser to go with it. So you can see, does this, does this look right to you? Get some sound. I think she fits. She does. I thought the same thing. I wanted to get your opinion on it, but I think she fits. They they got the girl. The guy I'm I'm a little mixed on the guy. But yeah, the girl the girl pulls it off, I think. We'll see if she we'll see if she can do the Kawaii uh oh that's so cute thing. <laughs> I think she could. We'll see. They gotta do the whole thing where the background darks out. They'll they're gonna do it. You know they're gonna do it because Japan loves to do the really dorky things. And often it turns into cringe, but... Okawaii. Yeah, okawaii kokodo or whatever. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if she can pull it off. But yeah, I, I thought the same thing. When I seen her, I was like, yeah, I can, I can see this. We'll see. Uh, apparently it's going to be a film premiering in uh, September. So, like I said, we talked about this before, but we finally got a PV. So I'm like, we'll see what Chris thinks about this. <laughs> we'll see what Chris thinks about this. Chris is going to be the... This sighting, I still we gotta still we gotta still see the girl too. So I don't know. We gotta we gotta see the full cast before we can decide. 
I right. uh, mentioned this before. Netflix is also uh, increasing their subscription price. The existing subscribers they update their price like once every two mo- two years or something, <laughs> something, something like that. It seems like we just, just got- changed the models. But no, this uh, this was a subscription fee increase that they were talking about a while back. They're finally saying that the current subscribers will have their increase in May. So expect that. Don't be shocked. It's just everything everything's going up. Let's see here. Sentai Filmworks has announced they'll be doing a dub for my teen romantic comedy snafu. Uh, there's a lot of questions on if it's going to be both seasons. They actually announced it on April Fool's Day, which is like wrong. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. Uh, but they they came back and said, yeah, it's 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 true. They didn't. I didn't. I haven't seen anybody responded to when they were asked if it's both season. I don't see why they would only do the first season, not the second season. Uh, I'm certain probably the announcement of the third season triggered them to say, okay, we need to dub this. It's going to be a complete series. Let's, let's go ahead and dub the entire thing. So there's no doubt they're probably going to do both seasons and then follow that up with the third season. So They probably locked in the third season before announcing that too. So but Yeah, um, Studio Gonzo has reported a loss of 597 million yen. So that's about roughly, let's see here, 5.35 million yen. So, yeah, um, not good for Gonzo. I can't say that I'm surprised. Uh, I, I could say it's because they're doing just not very good anime re- recently, but at the same time, uh, that can also be because they're just not doing proper things alongside of it. But, yeah, sucks for them. But got to step it up, Gonzo. More than just conception, come on. <laughs> Do a good job of conception, I guess, is, is, is the the main thing there. Uh, fans of Carol on Tuesday. Oh, wait, there's not many because we can't watch it yet, damn it, Netflix. Uh, yeah, I, I guess when we finally get to watch Carol on Tuesday, if you really enjoy it, when we do finally get to watch it, uh, they're apparently getting a manga in May. So by the time we finally get to watch the series, they'll probably have a few volumes and you can jump on those mangas <laughs> to follow it up with, I guess. Cool stuff, though. Uh, it, I'm already really stupid excited about the series, and I'm certain the story's going to be fantastic. Um, so, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Anime and Ego apparently has announced their next project. Uh, I'm still waiting for my Gunsmith Cats, but I'll wait a little bit longer. They announced that they got Megazone 23 anime as their next project. So, this is a classic 1985 sci-fi. So... If you were a fan of that one, that's one that I recognize the artwork, but I don't know. I don't remember anything about it. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe when I see some PVs, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I remember that show. So cool stuff. Uh, let's see here. Fairy Tale Girls website has announced the last. <laughs> it's like our, our every discussional podcast. We have to cover the Fairy Tale Girls. Uh, the final two episodes is going to be premiering on twenty the, April twenty fifth. So here this week we'll finally hopefully get a conclusion to the series. <laughs> uh, apparently the uh, ATX TV station over in Japan, their channel or our, our block is going to be showing the first twelve all the twelve episodes, including the two new ones um, at that date. So cool stuff. I don't know. I don't even know if I care anymore. <laughs> I don't know if I care. When was that? Uh, it was like over a year ago. Finally getting his conclusion. 
he done goofed, and he done goofed again, and done goofed again, and done goofed again, and done goofed again. Fans of Daily Live, which I'm finally one now that I've finally got caught up on the series, uh, apparently Daily Live Rio Reincarnate, Reincarnated Game is getting a West release in June. Um, this is a game by Compile Hearts. The localizer will be Ideal, Idea Factory International. Uh, it's going to be for PC or PC and PS4. Sadness, but whatever. We can do Steam, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's going to be featuring a brand new character, Rio, um, who calls Shido Papa. So it's my first baby arc of the harem series, Daily Live. Every harem must have a my first baby arc so that we can see the girls with a girl that's not their child, but just but this treated like their child, so they all get their their parenthood tests, I guess. Anyways, uh, calls Shido Papa and is searching for the most important thing. After having escaped nearly being trapped in a virtual reality, Shido is afflicted by a strange feeling, a disturbance in the world in which he lives. Someone is out there. He cannot shake the helpless, uncomfortable feeling. The strange feeling persists. A new paradise. A girl who is the same last name as Rene... Rio uh, Sonogami, the girl along with Marina, for the sake of everyone's happiness, they wander in search of the most important thing. So, there you go. Cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good well, season. partially. Still with the when game. they when they announce it on on the Switch, will <sighs> it'll be awesome? I have to say, I did get a kick out of IGN's little Switch uh, spoof they did on April Fool's Day. Yes, I. That was a, I, I totally I fell for it. I laughed a lot. It, the giveaway was the moment they did, and all the bad games too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, was just okay here we go. Okay, I got it. You got me. Um, I, I just I I hate it because I I know that a lot a lot of times Japan loves to actually do actual announcements. So when I seen a Japanese stream thing, I was like, okay, maybe this might be true. But it was funny. Uh, see, so your idea factor also announced that they are that um, Dead End Death End Request is going to launch in West on Steam this spring as well. So, have no clue what that is. So, move on. Fans of Nino Kuni, they are making a animated film out of it, which is very surprising. I was not really expecting that, when? but uh, yeah, the film is based on Level Five's video game. For those who don't know, they made a PS3 game and then a PS4 game. Uh, the original game, Nino Kuni, was actually co-produced or co-developed by um, Studio Ghibli. And so it had a really nice Ghibli flair to it. I loved it to death. I didn't jump on the second game. I do have it. I just haven't played it yet. But, um, yeah. It's going to be debuting in summer, the film is. Uh, it's going to be done by Studio OLM, which did the Pokemon series and movies, uh, Major Second, Utawara Mono. So, it looks really good. I'm I'm kind of excited about it. So hopefully, it turns out to be a really awesome story. Uh, they I can only count for the first game. The first game had the story beats of it. If you put aside the gameplay, um, was a really kind of uh, heartwarming and 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 trying story. So hopefully, that kind of translates to this film. Cool stuff. Yep. yep, yep. Uh, director Tomohiko Ito reveals Hello World film. Uh, for those who don't know, Tomohiko uh, Ito is the director of the Sword Art Online series. The studio is uh, Graphinica. 
and it is going to be debuting in on April uh, in 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 April, September twentieth. Um, I don't know if we have any information on it yet. Uh, the film is set in Kyoto in the year 2027. The film teases, uh, the film's teaser video shows the famous Kyoto spot, uh, spots such as Fushimi in Inari, Taisha, and Kamo Shrine. The teaser hints at the that at a time travel story. The with the text, if I could do it all over again, and um, this one, uh, the one you who held your hand to protect your future was myself in the future. So, interesting. So probably not going to tie into his mainline series. Uh, what mainline like series? his other two series did? No, it's director, not the writer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I go. I get. You were talking about the Excel World. Yeah, I still got to finish that one. Dang it! Don't remind me. Yeah, I noticed also when in the trailer they had the the date that they were saying the film was debuting. It goes from September twenty first to September twentieth. So that another one that kind of leads to the the idea of it being a time related storyline so it's really beautiful if if anything we have a lot of really beautiful uh visual backdrops and everything so hopefully that tra- translates to a, a really awesome story they they have the setting and the visuals down let's see if you can pull off a really awesome story with it cg bird is scary though the cg bird does scare andrew he'll get over it don't worry Maybe yeah, we'll have Kirito do will though. <laughs> maybe maybe the director will pull in Kirito in there. Uh, don't do that. Utawaramono Zan game gets a Western release this fall. Now, this is funny because I was like, here recently I had this random bug that bit me and said, oh yeah, that's right, I haven't bought any of the Utawaramono series. And I started looking into it. And I'm like, but where's the one that they were redoing the original story? And all I could find was the ones that were the Itsumara, um, Itsuwari no Kamen, or the false masks, uh, or false faces, whatever you want to call it, uh, storyline. So I'm like, w- they talked about doing the original story, and that's the one I want before I'm going to buy the other ones. Apparently it was because it wasn't over here yet. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I guess I can finally buy this series now that the, uh, not this one, the, not not Zan, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm mixing up the titles. Uh, Prelude to the Fallen remake which is going to be coming here 2020. That one will be the original story. Zon, I believe, is the final of the Tsuwarimono Common series, or following that. So, yeah. Like I said, I kind of kind of caught me off guard, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm finally getting, finally getting that series, and I can finally maybe pick them up, unless they're all sold out by this point, because, you know, very niche games like that often kind of disappear. So... Um, yeah, Utuwaramono Prelude uh, to the Fallen remake, heading to the West in 2020. Uh, it's a remake of Aqua Plus's game that launched back in 2018, and NIS America is going to be doing the localization of that. So cool. And that's the course a tactical game. Um, the other one that they're localizing Utuwaramono uh, Utuwaramono uh, Zan action is going. It's going to be an action game. Which is that one again? It's going to be releasing in 2019. So, cool stuff. Like I said, I'm excited for Prelude to Fallen. That's that's the one I really want. I want all of them. No, what I'm curious about because we we, I'm not going to say exactly what it is. I'm sure Chris can kind of conclude it. Uh, know what I'm talking about? Uh, there was a certain aspect that tied in with Itsuwari no Kamen, which was t- 
talked about in the original PC story of Utwaramono that was not mentioned in the anime adaptation about where a certain character came from. And so I'm curious if they'll actually get into that with the, the remake of the the old series. So, I mean, it's just a real quick snippet, but still, it's, it was one of those kind of little holes that I had to end up scouring the internet to figure out where the hell is this, this hole that I'm missing. And then, but somebody's like, oh, yeah, that's because they didn't include this part in the anime. I'm like, okay, cool. Cool to know. Nice, neat little neat little connection between the two series. So, cool stuff. I'm glad to see them all getting a Western release. So, um, the Prelude of the Fallen is going to be releasing digitally on, or physically and digitally on PS4, uh, digitally on Vita. That was the other thing that kind of bugged me is the fact that I kind of wanted to pick up the other, the the rest of those tactical games on the Vita, and now Vita is a dying platform, so we only get digital releases. So, bleh, just bleh. All right, uh, jumping back to the mangaka one of One Punch Man, uh, or, yeah, yeah, One Punch Man, uh, he is releasing another chapter after two years hiatus, so if you have been keeping up with the manga of One Punch Man, the web manga series, uh, you'll finally get your 110th chapter, I guess. <laughs> I, I am, I have, honestly, I have not been keeping up on that, so, cool for those that are, that are into it, so. Let's see. Uh, next we have Yesterday for Me manga is getting an anime adaptation. The manga is by Kei Tome. The coming of age story follows a university graduate named uh, Riku who has not been able to find uh, permanent employment after college. A mysterious woman named Haru who has a pet crow and Riku's former university classmate uh, Shinako. Did I just not read that right? Oh, the story is about those three people. Okay, that's that's what I'm not reading right. I'm like, <laughs> that was like a, a sentence suddenly just came to a screeching halt. No, it just follows a person that can't find a job, a mysterious woman, and has a pet crow, and a former university classmate of her. So, I, I'm 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 interested in that mainly because I kind of uh, what was it the. Solonin. That sounds a lot like Solonin, and I really like Solonin, uh, the manga series. So, hopefully, that kind of has that same story. That's kind of in between the point in which they basically sign their life away to a job, and them leaving. Uh, you know, the the immaturity of school is 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 kind of an interesting little area of of storytelling that you don't see often, but in like manga. And so, when you do kind of see it pop up, it's it's really really cool. You want to jump on it. Interesting view. Not yep. much, not, not much to go by. I know I'm, 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 I'm digging something out of there. But that, like I said, it, it's based off of my experience with Solonin. No, so. adult life is always interesting to see. I mean, technically, um, uh, Genshiken technically touched on that, like just breaking into work, yeah, time frame, and that was one of the parts that I liked the most. I'm like. Yeah, this is that that moment in which you just kind of sign your life away, and a lot of the joys that you found in life are kind of going away. And we we look back at the young kids and say, "Just enjoy it when you can, dude." <laughs> oh, you're just saying that, Dad. I can't wait till I work and I get all that money. Yeah, kids. Anyways, uh, Sentai Filmworks uh, basically made an announcement that a channel 
the anime series release is going out of print this month. So if you did not pick up a copy of each channel, definitely jump on it. I don't know that I've watched this series. Have you watched it? I don't remember. Do you recognize it? I don't think we have it listed in our reviews. So I don't, unless we I know watch we on the side. Yeah. Um, let's see. Tall and Run have best friend been fit, best friend forever, and so when especially Toto, if it's a 2012 show. Yeah, Tall and Run said she managed to get into the same high school as Rune. Uh, I'm guessing it's Rune. Rune. Uh, she or Lun maybe. Uh, she runs to tell her, only to find Rune is uh, in a com- uh, comp- compromising position, and yet, uh, and yet another girl, uh, Yuko. Needless to say, that makes things a little bit awkward at school with Toto uh, fending off those who might be interested in Rune. And uh, while Yuko uh, and their other girlfriend, Nagi, have been dealing with Rune's... Oh, oh, this is just another bunch around a bunch of people. Uh, basically, sh- shenanigans, I guess. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, just shenanigans. I guess just shenanigans. So, yeah. Well... I know. I might, I, might, I might pick up a copy. Well, we'll see. I might I might check out an episode and see if it's something I want to pick up before it goes out of print. But yeah, just letting you guys know because out of print things really kind of suck and you want to grab one again. Because it seems like a title that's a little bit niche and so it might not get picked up again. That's the main thing to keep in mind. Uh, let's see here. Netflix is to produce a new anime with FMA Brotherhood director Yasuhiro Irie. So pretty awesome. Um, hopefully it can turn out to be something solid. The thing that kind of jumped out and grabbed me, the reason why I noticed this entire announcement is because somebody was noting that uh, Kevin Pinkin uh, tweeted out that he uh, basically like, hey guys, I can finally say it. Yes, I'm, I'm working on this project with um, Yasuhiro Irie for a new project for Netflix and it's called Eden. Now, for those who don't know who Kevin is, Kevin did the music composition for Made in Abyss and Rising of the Shield Hero. Um, so, yeah, he does some fantastic music. <laughs> um, both Made in Abyss and Rising of the Shield Hero has been f- having fantastic music with it. So that's the only reason that kind of jumps out to me. Um, but, yeah, of course, you know, director of Full Malcolm, Malcolm's Brotherhood, which is basically a series that we noted when we reviewed it. It's basically a perfect show. I mean, it, there's no flaws in it. The story just kind of keeps going. There's no fluff in there. Um, just really well put together. So you have a fantastic director, sound work. Hopefully everything else kind of comes together for it. Uh, this is going to be a four-episode anime series. It's going to be premiering in 2020. The uh, synopsis they have for it is the upcoming fantasy, uh, sci-fi fantasy series Eden is set in thousand years in the future where a city known as Eden 3 is inhabited solely by robots whose former masters vanished a long time ago. On a routine assess- uh, assignment, two farming robots accidentally awaken a human baby girl uh, from stasis, questioning all that they were taught to believe, that humans were nothing more than forbidden ancient myth. Uh, together, with the two robots secretly raise the child in a safe uh, haven outside of Eden. So, sounds really cool. So, we'll see. Uh, pretty dang excited about that one. Maybe that might that might be the fine. <laughs> Everything about that has signs that this could be the first Netflix title that actually takes off. So, <laughs> I, and I, I've loved a lot of titles that Netflix has done, but none of them are like, holy crap, you have got to watch this. Hopefully, this will be that first one. So, yeah. See, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, excited for that one? Yeah, that sounds, sounds very interesting. 
I, I, I like those stories where they kind of have... It's kind of like the uh, Kimrakusa, technically, I guess, is kind of the same concept. This, this, you're, you, they set you in this setting, and you're like, where's all this stuff? And so it has that moment of like uncovering things. The from the new world is like that concept of kind of slowly digging into things that were in the previous world, and you go, oh, so things were like this before. Um, Darling, the Franks kind of stumbled on it a little bit, where they they go to that other village and they find that book, and they're like, oh. You, you can raise children <laughs> so the little concept that kind of slowly being uncovered so maybe that'll be the same concept but the robots doing it so they're going to slowly uncover the previous culture and what is mentioned to be a myth so that's what kind of intrigues me so yeah Bushun magazine revealed that Ufutable owes 400 million yen in taxes uh, sources, uh, uh, Tokyo Regional uh, Tax uh, Taxation Bureau. So, uh, follows uh, reports of the Tax Bureau conducting a search of offices on March 12th as part of an investigation for tax evasion. Um, also, they have been charged with, or they've been noted as being uh, has being suspect for misappropriating funds raised in a charity auction uh, for 2011's uh, Tohoku earthquake uh technically no charges have been filed against the founder of uh hikaru kondo or refutable but it's not a good thing i guess <laughs> the reports are scary but at the same time they may have screwed up but at the same time of course people that are big fans of refutable don't want them to go away but hopefully they get their stuff squared away because we don't want a refutable disappearing they're currently working on <laughs> Demon Slayer, so they can't can't disappear. Uh, let's see here, Wolf and Parchment light novel is getting a manga. So, I I thought about picking up the manga for the the Spice and Wolf just because I I continuously try to struggle to get time and focus to read the novel, and so manga of course is a lot more easy for me to kind of rush through and 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 consume and kind of commit on. So I've kind of thought about getting the manga, but I know that they kind of cut things out of it. But, um, yeah. It'd be cool that the Parchment Wolf will get a manga as well. So those that are reading that and want to see a manga really adaptation of it. I really finish the original stuff. Oh, Would you do a manga if, if I got the manga? Or would you still want to do the, the novel? Or do you, want to, do you want to do the, the, the limited edition tome? <laughs> <laughs> I can see you in your bed like this with a big old tome going. Whoosh, whoosh. Just that thing's too freaking huge. I have nowhere to put it. That's how big it is. Yeah, they definitely need to get caught up. I think I'm like on volume four. And then I, I'm at this point now where I've had too much of a gap that I'll, it'll make me want to restart it. That's the yeah, other thing I, I hate. Restart. I, I always want to restart it every damn time. I'm still I'm still crossing my finger that eventually we'll get a, 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 a audible version of it. That's what I'm hoping for. That was another. I, I think I don't think I got it in my list. So in case I don't, apparently they're doing more of the the Monogatari series in light novel in in audible form. So for those that that we talked about, you know, with Kizumonogatari when they were doing the audible versions of those, support them so they keep doing them. I'm hoping that that was what happened is that people supported that and I'm not saying that we're ours, but doing, but um, that people supported that. And that's the reason they're going to do more of the Monogatari series. So 
crossing my fingers, keep doing it, but yeah, apparently they are. Do- I don't know if they're out there yet, but they are doing them. I've I know that. Seen, I, I didn't. It's been a while since that other one was up. And for those who don't know, um, all you need is kills on there as well. So I, I enjoyed that one as well. The Attack on Titan light novel legendary is on there as well. The legendary something. The Mistress of the City is on there. So Legend of Galactic Heroes. I, yeah, I started I started listening to that one when I made a trip last time, and it was it was solid as well. Um, unfortunately, I think that was another one of those ones that they technically don't have it all on there. So you're going to get to a point where you can't read anymore, but again, support it so that they do more of it. Well, Chris is looking up to see, to confirm or deny <laughs> if it's on there yet. Uh, see here, Yasuyuki uh, Kosaka manga about fishing is getting an anime adaptation. This one is, let's see here, uh, Hok- Hokago Table Nishi. And this is apparently, uh, let's see here, story done by the character designer that did the Dragon Dentist. Or character, yeah, the character designer that did the character designs for <laughs> the Dragon Dentist. Nekomonogatari is up there. There you go. Yeah, they were saying something about doing the first season. Add to cart. So, uh, what would be technically... Check out. So no, no Bakemonogatari is on there? Complete. And now it's in my stuff. That would be in this. Is that that would be in the second season? Where's they don't have Bakumonogatari on there? Nekomonogatari White. Yeah, that would be that'd be the second season. I don't know why they would jump on that one. When you search for Bakumonogatari, they're probably going um, chronologically because that that would be the next part after. Um, yeah, technically, I guess. That's weird. Weird, but they're doing it. I'm for it. So yeah, the uh, the fishing manga. <laughs> the fishing manga story centers around Hina and her group of fr- three f- uh, other female high school students. Uh, Hina is an indoor-oriented girl who likes crafts and moves to a seaside town to continue with her high school education. She meets upperclassman Kudo, uh, Kudo, Kudo Iwa as she walks along the embarkment and joins the mysterious embarkment club. Hina dislikes sea creatures, but she fishes with her fellow class uh, club members and eats their catches. Uh, she gradually starts to appreciate the appeal of the ocean. So, yeah, fishing anime. I think I think we've I think we've discussed how it's curious we've never had a fishing anime. So there it is. It's a fishing anime. It's here. It's finally happening. Uh, see here, the English title that they have for it is After School Embarkment Journal. Rumiko Takahashi, of course, of Ranma One Half and Whatnot fandom, has launched the new manga series. And it's going to be launching in May. So, if you're a big Rumiko Takahashi fan, her recent title is going to be coming out here soon. Cool stuff. I don't know if they have the title for it. Let me see. Titled M A O Mao. So, another demon story. <laughs> Another demon spiritual story she seems to be a huge fan of. So there you go. Check it out if you will. It'll probably be an anime adaptation uh, adaptation of it eventually because Rumiko. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. Kazuro Inoue uh, announces on Twitter that he will be launching a new manga, Aho Jinome uh, Samuzaka Satanic Hair, uh, July issue of Shonega Hosha's Young King Hours magazine. Um, this, uh, it's going to be releasing on that magazine on May 16th. And the creator, of course, is the one that did um, Midori Days. So if you're like us, a big fans of Midori Days, which is really bit cute. I'm not a fan of certain character design in the actual picture they have. But, hey, there's some people out there that like them that that size. Um, yeah. Hopefully it'll be as cute as, as, as Midori Day was. really enjoyed that one. The magazine teases the story as being the demon in the sky are uh, Apsaras. Axis fall from the sky. The shooting star that the girl saw was Hiro Yui and Gureko Shamuzaka contains the power of a god in her body? Question mark. We'll see. Interesting, interesting, interesting. We'll see what happens with that. <laughs> I wonder if that's the mom. Mom was big. All right, uh, fans of Spice and Wolf. More news for Spice and Wolf. The VR game is revealed to be releasing on June 3rd on Oculus Rift, Oculus Go, and HTC Vive. Uh, no word on PlayStation VR or Oculus Quest. Um, but don't worry. If you don't have those VR headsets, you can also view it on PC without VR, and it will have English subtitles. I really am curious how subtitles works on VR. I guess it's going to follow your 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 visual. Like if you move your head around, it kind of follows with you rather than your eye. I don't know. It seems weird. It's like, where is it going to be located? you have to look down to see the subtitle? <laughs> is it going to pop? It could pop up next to the character. I guess that would work really well. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. I'm just happy I can actually do it. You know, watch it without having to worry about having one of these things. Um. Because I'm, I'm late to the game on that. That's another one of those things that kind of makes me want to get an updated PC is to start doing some VR, but it'll wait. Especially since I can still watch this without it. But I'm, I'm still looking for the confirmation that if this is a new story post Spice and Wolf or if this is going to be somewhere in a certain volume or if it's a complete side story. Like, is this post-conclusion of a story? Unrelated? They're traveling and they decide to stop at a you know a cottage. Uh, hopefully, we can get an answer on that one eventually. Or unless unless they've noted it, definitely somebody let me know so I can get that confirmation. Uh, let's see here. TV Tokyo apologizes for Komodo Friends Two producers' actions. Uh, they quoted an employee of to TV Tokyo has made statements on social media regarding the broadcast of Kimono Friends 2. Some of these statements have included unpleasant and unprofessional conduct towards viewers. It is entirely up to the viewer to express their evaluation of the product. Those who are involved in the creation of Kimono Friends 2 must accept the results earnestly. We believe that the uh, this is an essential aspect of working in production. We de deeply apologize for the incident. I think people have kind of I uh, suggested that means the producer. Um, we don't really know that for sure, but that was the statement. So take that if you if you want to believe it was the producer or not. I know that they've they've had comments made by the producer about 
people's dissatisfaction and whatnot. Uh, it was something we were expecting, and I... I, I hate it because it's one of those things. It's just like back when, you know, with Darling the Franks and uh, um, Kumamiko. Yep. All these stupid stories about people attacking producers or, or, or making statements regarding them that they don't really believe. But yeah, when, when Kimono Friends 2 came out and we knew that it was going to be Tatsuki we knew that something like this was going to pop up and apparently it's it's happening. But at the same time you know, blow it up as, as much as you want or as, as little as you want. I don't I don't think it's really that big of a deal, but it is what it is. It happened. So yeah. Um even though I said that I'm probably not gonna buy the next generation of consoles, I do acknowledge the fact that they had an interview with um Mark Cerny regarding the PS five. And for those that did not catch anything on it, basically they're upgrading everything spec wise. They're gonna move to SSD, um they know that they will have backwards compatibility with the PS4, which was about the only thing that kind of perked my ears up, despite me kind of being a little bit um, disenfranchised or, you know, dissatisfied with Sony in general. But I do like Mark Cerny. He is a brilliant dude. So even if I'm not going to buy it, I'm probably still going to read anything that he talks about. He's a, he's a, he's a brilliant guy. But yeah. A lot of updates to it. The, the, the noble things are that they're going to move to SSD and that they um, are going to have backwards compatibility. They're going to they're going to keep the PSVR as well. And um, yeah, so it's 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 interesting step forward. They do they said they are still sticking with the media apparently, so they will still have discs. <laughs> where I'm still questioning if that's going to be a case for Xbox because they did release uh, they are releasing a digital only Xbox One. SX54955694 version of the Xbox One. Which still has a, a, a CD-ROM drive plug on it, on the motherboard. Somebody's already tore it apart and they found all everything, the reset. Is it already? Or they the, just got a, a... I don't know if they got a, a test preview, model test model or what, but it's on the board. The eject button is still on the, on the panel. Yeah, I don't see that being... No, I don't see that. I think that's just a goof up. I don't know. I don't follow that one. I don't know why they put a button on there. You lost me with the button. Come on, you lost me with the button. <laughs> well, it's not on the the. It's it's behind the 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 hide stuff. Oh, so it's not on the, the outer cover. Yeah, it's not on the outer cover. It's it's. You know how they have the light system? They're so talking about the pinup. Yeah, the pinup. Oh, okay, it's I still can. there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was it was interesting because they were talking about like they did tests on Spider Man the game, and they were t- they did like a a quick jump from one location to the other, and it went from being like six seconds to like point eight seconds to load to another location. It's like holy crap, SSD, we've been waiting for you this oh, entire yeah, time. They, they, well, supposedly <laughs> this is completely redesigned around that SSD. So yeah, they have to build it around the SSD. They can't just say. Boop boop is done. Like I, I, I would assume that when you have, unless they do like Xbox One, where you have to like it's only certain games you can throw in there because it's designed to actually work with the mm-hmm. Xbox One. If you could just take any disc and throw it into the X, uh, PS4, it's not going to have this this capability of improvement because the game has to be built around the idea of running on the SSD, right? To take advantage of it, so it's a different different structure. The way that it still works. it still has a huge. Uh, um, uh, 
increase in performance. Yeah. It's just it's it's the the games are going to have to be revamped or well all the games also kind of build around the idea of having certain delays like if you if you ever played right. a, P, a playstation one classic the load times are still there <laughs> yeah they were saying that they had a um they had a preview of spider-man i yes, want to say thing. yeah oh yeah so no, the quick jumps was the speed increase and the fact that just traversing was faster just traversing yeah yeah they 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 created delays because they they didn't want to have you run into lag because the load the world's loading so you're able to go faster. So yeah, it's cool. Even if I'm I'm disenfranchised, you know, just kind of a little dissatisfied with them at the moment. It's it's still exciting, and hopefully they change things before then so I can buy it because that was kind of the selling point. Is it's not so much that I have to have backwards compatibility. It's just nice to have. I don't have to worry about keeping the other box around. I could just. Just move, <laughs> go over, get rid of the old box, and, and move on. But uh, there's a lot of PS4 games I missed as well, so it'll be good to have it on there. Plus, you know, with the PS PlayStation Pro uh, being a, a unit that I've kind of skipped, it'd be nice to have those benefits of, of quality by going to that rather than having to go to PlayStation Pro, then to PS5. I can just jump to PS5 and still play, you know, um, Island of Tsushima or whatever, which I'm still excited about. Uh, I think they also said that it's going to be, it's not 2019, it's 20, maybe 2020, but not 2019, so don't expect it this year. Yeah. All right, um, of course, soccer con's going on right now, and I always hate doing discussionals when cons are happening, because I'm probably sure we'll probably miss a bunch of news in that time, um, but I did want to cover Aniplex's panel, because there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. They announced they are going to be doing a Blu-ray release, not a, not technically a Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm copying what what people have posted. They say that it's uh, for the first time Monogatari series second season is going to be on Blu-ray. And it's like, wait, mine's not Blu-ray. <laughs> I think even Anime Arcade says something to that effect, and I completely jumped on them, even though I understand it, even though I joked at them about it. Um, they're just taking the second season, which currently is in multiple boxes, and putting them in a single box. So. Expect, um, if you have not bought into the Monogatari second season boxes, which I think, I think most of them are out of stock from what I've heard whispers about, um, don't worry because they'll release all of them in one box set. It's going to include, for those who don't know, Nekamonogatari White, Kabuki Monogatari, Atori, Monog uh, Atori Monogatari, Oni Monogatari, Koi Monogatari, and Hana Monogatari. So... Just so you know, don't buy those ones. Wait for the box set. <laughs> it's all kind of in at once. Uh, so yeah, cool stuff. If you have not bought into it yet, shrug if you have. I I, I hate it because I know they're gonna have this like really nice chipboard box. Hopefully, but no, I'm not buying into it again. Not doing it again. It's like two hundred and thirty, I think. Some somewhere. 230 to 270 and there's the there's the suggested in the and the actual sell price difference there somewhere in there so which is a still because i think i paid probably a good 80 dollars for each one of those ones so there you go uh probably the biggest exciting and interesting announcement they they had at their panel was magia record well magia madoka magica side story mobile game is coming to the west we've talked about this before right we were afraid of this happening Yes, very We're much terrified so. Terrified of this happening. Uh -huh. This is this is apocalyptic happening because it could tear my my what's the term wallet? No, 
uh, spirit? No. My loyalties. Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, another gotcha game coming over here. <laughs> now, I think when we were talking about this before, I was like, eh. I don't see, know see, that I your don't... first love. Your first love is like the fake go franchise. My first love is kind of the Madoka Magica franchise. What all have you watched besides Pilata Magic Madoka Magica? And how many mangas have you watched? Read three or four of the manga. Okay, okay, there you go. No, I, I think when we were talking about this before, I was like, I don't know that, that would be that devastating for me because I don't see myself still irritated of, that Ian Press lost my thing. By the way, I don't know that this would be as devastating to me because I don't know that I would be as attached to these characters as I am with, say, Fate Grand Order. See, with Fate Grand Order, there's a lot of characters in there that I'm like, I've watched an anime about them or I've I've read something on them, so I'm interested in them as a character. Whereas Madoka Magica, or that Magia Record franchise of characters, I don't really have... Now, I'm interested in them. Don't get me wrong. I am interested in them. Because, as we've seen with the final moments of Madoka Magica, it starts kind of jumping around in time, and you see certain figures, and I'm like, ooh, that would be really cool if that figure was actually a magical girl. What can we do that as a character? That kind of got my interest in that. I think it was something, one of the reasons I would kind of, I was at the same time was wanting to look into um, the mangas as well, is just kind of get these little side stories of all these other magical girls. So I'm curious to see if they will, they will do something with that in the game itself. Like have a story that opens up and you get to learn about that character. And then, oh yeah, by the way, gotcha's over here if you want to get that character. Um, for those that don't know what the game itself is, again, it's Madoka Magica in a mobile game, gotcha game. It is the same, it's technically, take Fate Grand Order, and then it, it's, it's certain mechanics of it, like the deck, um, different types of cards, not necessarily Buster and whatnot, they're, they're like Chain and stuff like that, um, or Charge, stuff like that. Um, so every in the battle, each, each turn you'll have the, 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 the deck comes out, and you can s- select which ones you want to do, and uh, it's on a grid field. You're on a five. It's a. It's basically an X. Your your characters in the middle, and then you have four magical girls around you. On the other side of the field, I think it's a nine grid. And based on how you attack, you can like shoot through multiple enemies or just hit one single target. It's the visuals of the combat looks like Danmachi. Very chibi characters. Very kind of lively two D chibi characters. Eh, that's the part that I'm not too much a fan of, but. It does create a consistency in the artwork. The The big things that grabs me, this is the big thing that grabbed me. Each of the characters, when you pull their card, has an animated, I don't know if Shaft does it, I'm assuming Shaft does it, because they all have the same kind of Shaft look to their character designs, or is the character designs of Plato Magic, Madoka Magic, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, they all have like a cool little magical girl int- uh, introduction animation that happens when you pull their card. Uh, the music it is so Madoka Magica. <laughs> and if you've ever watched Madoka Magica, the music is epic. And I, when, I was, when I was watching some gameplay footage of them, I'm like, holy crap, this music is making me want to watch Madoka Magica right now. It's so epic sounding. Um, but yeah, it's outside of the chibi character designs in battle, the characters themselves, when they're on the screen, the menus, 
uh, they utilize the live 2D thing so that they look kind of like they're moving. So they, it's, it's almost like that Pluto Magic, Mandoka Magic of character designs, but they're kind of, they're, they're lively and they're moving around. So, yeah, they have, you pull ser- quote-unquote servants or, or, or magical girls. Uh, there's also kind of like a craft, uh, craft essence kind of system where you can, you'll pull those instead sometimes. Um, but yeah, well, we'll see. I can't wait for it to come out in summer 2019 and see how many times I'm going to have to re-roll to get a character that I want to start out with. That's always like the dreaded thing. Like, oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. we got to do the whole re-rolling thing until we get a character that we want, aren't we? Ugh. I need to set up like a whole layout of, of, of things so I can like re-roll like 50 times in a row like some people do. But yeah. I'm interested. I'm excited. Um, I, <laughs> when I seen this announcement... My immediate response was, I think I, I don't know if I, I think I, I might have tweeted, yeah, I think I tweeted Anime Arcade because they were they're at the con. Shout out to them. Um, I, my immediate response to their them saying that was like, I guess it's finally time for me to walk away from <laughs> Alchemist Code. <laughs> I think this is because I can only do two, and I and I've I've wasted I, every day doing the dailies on Alchemist Code just takes so much time, and the. It took re- forever for rewarding. me to give up. It took me forever to give up on uh, the yeah. hurt. Is that I've I think I've spent probably about three hundred dollars on it, and that that's the hurt. It's like I keep thinking about that, hmm. but I've not paid into the game in so long. I think it's making it easier for me because the game has gotten to the point now where there's the whale units, and then there's everybody else. And if you don't have a whale unit, every all the other characters are wasted. They're useless. There's so many character, and they're all useless in all the content. They all suck. It's all these whale characters that are the ones you have to f- jump after. And when they create that continuous split, I'm like, I don't have fun with this game anymore. So, yeah, this this will definitely be the nail. I, I don't know if I'm going to quit Alchemist Co. before then, just because I know I'm going to end up dropping it anyways. But my games will definitely be Fake Grand Order and, and Magic, uh, Magic Record. Now, it's funny because, like, I think when we talked about the possibility of this like a year ago or so, I was like, I don't think I would care about it, but I kind of want it. It, it. Now that I've watched some video footage, the music, I, I think it's just the music. The music has got me. I'm I sorry. Remember, I remember the when, music when is you just first, there. I remember when you first showed it to me. I, I was definitely, I was like, yeah, that's that's going to be killer for me. I, yeah. I, just I don't hope- know that I'm going to dump money into it. Because, like I said before, I I know that once I start on that road, there will be no turning back, and I can't do that. It'll probably it. it'll probably just be as just as painful as I mean, it's in the same it's in the same ballpark. So I'm assuming the rates are going to be just as, as bad as Fake Grand Order. Yeah, <laughs> just expect it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's 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 Anaplex. It's gonna get you. Uh, in other, uh, they announced at the Fake Grand Order panel. Some updates. Of course, BB Strikes Back's event for Fake Grand Order is going to come out on April 23rd, so within a few days. Uh, the interesting thing is that they announced a slew of updates for the game itself. Uh, there's some minor stuff like where you can slide across uh, cards to select them rather than having to tap each card separately. Uh, you can select which MPs of individual characters that you want to show their MPs or which ones to kind of go quickly. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what? That's awesome. <laughs> oh, so basically, if you go to the character profile screen, like right under the MP description, there'll be like a button that you can select to have them fast or slow. 
Um, you can copy party setups, which is cool because I've actually wanted to do that several times, especially during events. Uh, you can select to have the first time you use an MP to show normal, but the rest of them, go, you know, quickly. Uh, background changes to several th one and three stars, one, two, and three stars. Uh, I think the I think that's pretty much it. There's some filter changes. Uh, you can select at the summon screen if you want to automatically burn certain uh, cards. So you can select like, all one-star servants or all one-star foes or all one-star uh, experiences. Just burn them automatically. So it makes it a lot easier. You don't have to come out and then go burn them and then come back into the friend summon, 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 summon. So that one's... I would be mixed on that one. Very welcome for me. I'd, I just want to keep all the foes and burn everything else. <laughs> I... Yeah, it, I, I, I'd be mixed mostly on the fact that, um, like, the because I hate dealing with the burning stuff. Well, I, I, I just merge them all into, like, the the CEs. I automatically dump them into each other so that they're constantly building up a, a craft essence bomb. And Yeah, I've only recently started doing that, so but the, I agree with you but there. So burning them would automatically make them into friends points or something else. I, I don't know. Maybe they're mana points. but So it would be... I'd be kind of mixed on using that automatic thing. I know the given is that I want the servants to just burn. There, there's really no reason to have the, the servants. Those... Those are easy burn for me, but yeah, I do agree. The servant, the CEs, I technically want to build into bombs. Uh, I guess the, to get that out there, the, finally, the biggest one, of course, is the back button. <laughs> We're getting the back button really early. Like this is something that I think is like two years in Japan that they finally got that one. Um, I guess we're coming up on our second year, um, but yeah, we're we're getting the back button. For those that know what that is, whenever you select to attack and your cards come out and it puts your crit stars into your characters. You can't go back. Now you have a back button. You can come back and you can use skills or whatever, which is, my gosh. That is always I'm so happy. So annoying. <laughs> I, ever since they got the back button in Japan, I'm like, I want that. <laughs> I want that. Uh, but that's that's the big points. Um, I, of course, they also have some free stuff coming for the event itself. I think it's like 20 apples and 5 quarts and then plus the BB launch campaign they did. We'll get that as well, so... Cool stuff. More option for decreasing the size of individual icons. That's always good as well. You can see how many you have held of a certain item in the in the uh, completion of battle screen. Stuff like that. So, yeah, cool stuff. Definitely some nice improvements. Some 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 nice uh, quality of life quality stuff. Life. Yeah, yeah. And that's all coming April twenty third. All those updates. That was interesting as well. I was not expecting that that fast. So let's move on from Fake Grand Order because there's several. I'm, I'm probably certain 99% of our listeners don't care about Fake Grand Order. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see here. Crunchyroll is set to screen Saga of Tanya, Saga of Tanya the Evil uh, movie in 500 theaters on May 16th. So if you're near one of those theaters and you want to watch that one, definitely check that out. And my win and fail at the same time. Just saying. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Uh, I do want to quickly throw this in here really quickly. I realized here recently that I hadn't pre-ordered the Kalanad Switch version, uh, and I wanted to, and I just reminded myself. Actually, I was talking to somebody in a, t in a text, and they said, oh, I pre-ordered something. I'm like, what was that? Kalanad. I'm like, holy crap, I forgot I haven't pre-ordered Kalanad yet. Yeah, if you have a Switch and you want Kalanad on it, don't forget to go pre-order that. PlayAsia has it. 
um, but it has English versions in it and everything. Basically, everything in the the release that they did of the Clonet over here, it's kind of like was back put under that. So all the translations and everything's in there. So if you want to switch copy, I doubt it's going to get localized over here. Jump on that, and no, it might because technically they're they're they're, they're more open to bringing stuff over here, key visual novels over here. So maybe they'll they'll do it, but. In case it's going to be digital only, I, don't, I doubt they're going to do a physical release of Clonet over here for sure. So it's released out on July fourth. So get your pre-order in before then. All right, quickly run through here. We have some licenses from companies. We have Viz Media got Persona Five Manga, a tropical a tropical fish yearns for snow manga. We uh, released the Drift of Classroom manga. Comicsology and Kadansha Comics got Initial D manga series, which that was interesting. Kanancha Comics, Virtual, Vertical, and Vertical Comics got Bakemonogatari Manga, uh, Seraph of the Inn, Ichinose, Resurrection at 19 novel, Hanging High School novel, Grand Blue Fantasy Manga, Sales at Work Code Black Manga, If I Could Reach You Manga, Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest Manga, Seven Seas got Dirty Pear Manga, that one's another interesting one, My Room is a Dungeon Rest Stop Manga, <laughs> Scarlet Yuri manga, Dance in the Vampire Bund ASO manga, Gal Gohan manga, and for the mature, uh, uh, what do they call it, label of Seven Seas, Ghost Ship, they have gotten, again, this is, these are all mature mangas, so don't jump into them unless you're, you're aware of that, Saki the Succubus Hungers Tonight manga, Destiny Lovers manga, and World's End manga, Fan, uh, Fantasia. So, yeah. Discotech got the 12 Kingdoms uh, Blu-ray. My gosh, so excited about this. <laughs> I seen this Blu-ray announcement, or I, I seen a listing for it pop up, and I'm like, wait, wait, they're doing a Blu-ray release of 12 Kingdoms? When, when was somebody going to tell me this? But apparently it was Discotech. Thank you, Discotech. Uh, the Blu-ray is going to have all 45 episodes in an in, in English dub, so cool stuff. Definitely excited about that. I was about to watch it on Amazon, but I think they dropped it. Maybe they still have it there. You might check there if you haven't. But yeah, I'm really, really wanting to pick that up. Uh, we definitely need to pick that up. Nakasarete Airanto is getting a Blu-ray release of all 26 episodes. Sonic X to get a Blu-ray uh, standard def- standard definition Blu-ray release, which is basically they don't they don't up-res it. They just release all the episodes on like dump uh, disc dump. Uh, that's going to have seventy eight episodes on it. They also got City, Hunt- uh, City Hunter City Hunter film. G Kids got Children of the Sea movie, and they're going to be screening it in North America on the t- in two thousand nineteen. And finally, J Novel Club got Full Metal Panic the light novel series complete tra- retranslation. They're going to be doing of it, which is really exciting as well. Uh, Ascendant of the Bookworm, work, ugh, Ascendant of a Bookworm, which is pretty uh, timely because, of course, we've talked about that getting an anime adaptation here soon. Uh, Campfire Cooking in Another World with My Absurd Skills novel, <laughs> the Greatest Magic Master's Retirement Plan novel, the Faraway Plan, uh, Pal- uh, the Faraway Paladin manga, uh, Discommunication manga, the un- uh, Unwanted Undead Adventure manga, Sweet and Reincarnation manga, and Marginal Operations Manga. That's it. Hmm. That's the rundown. All right. Uh, I have one more little rundown, and then we have one more topic, and then we're pretty much done. My gosh, this is around two hours, so definitely not going to be able to get to community stuff. 
Uh, let's see here. Streaming. Just want to let people know the streaming breakdown that we currently have for the spring season. Like we said, we don't really do our simulcast schedules anymore, so I like to let people know where they can find things. Uh, if you're looking specifically for High Dive and Sentai Filmworks titles, uh, you can watch them on both Crunchyroll and High Dive through VRV. Or if you get a High Dive subscription, you guess you can watch it there as well. Uh, they have Aochan Can't Study, Sinru Girl, Why, Can't, Why the Hell Are You Here, Teacher, and Namu... Amidabu Tsu Utana. Again, they're all both on high dive platforms, VRV, and Crunchyroll. Because Crunchyroll and Sentai are kind of working together. Uh, Funimation specifically, they are uh, they are uh, casting Isekai Quartet, Strike Witch's 501st Joint Fighter Wing Takeoff, The Helper Fox Set Goes On, and I believe they're still going to be doing uh, a lot of the more epic titles like Black Clover and stuff like that and Fairy Tale. Now, the interesting thing is that there's a lot of titles that are on Funimation that are also on Hulu. Most of those are also Aniplex titles as well. That's why they're kind of across multiple platforms like uh, We Never Learn, uh, Bakubin, Demon Slayer, Kim, uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba are both on Crunchyroll and Hulu. But the titles that are kind of both on Hulu and Funimation are Fairy Gone, After Lost, Roby Hachi, uh, Kone Ote, Sound of Life, Wise Man's Grandchild. Uh, let's see here. Netflix specifically, they got Carol on Tuesday, and I think they might have Gunjo no Magmail. Like I said, it's listed on their website as being Netflix. Uh, interesting thing here of all this stuff, Hulu has One Punch Man 2. That's all they have, and I have not seen it on any other platform. Apparently, Viz Media picked that one up. Uh, we have not seen yet, but Attack on Titan Season 2, or Season 3, Part 2, is already said to be on Crunchyroll, I believe. And it might be on Funimation. Gundam The Origin is going to be on Crunchyroll. And I think that's mainly all the big ones. I was also interested to see Funimation got, uh, and Crunchyroll got Million Author, which was only second season, which is weird. So what does that all mean? My suggestion for this season, if you want to watch everything... Funimation and Crunchyroll account. If you don't care about One Punch Man, if you need One Punch Man, get Hulu as well. It's three subscriptions. Technically, you need Amazon for Dodo and Katakuri Circus if you still want to watch those two. But that's all that Amazon has. So technically, you can watch pretty much everything with Hulu, Funimation, and Crunchyroll. Funimation and Crunchyroll if you don't care about One Punch Man. Uh, if you don't care about Senko-san, Isekai Quartet, or Strike Witches... You can drop Funimation and just get a Hulu account, because those are the three that are, those are the three tiles that are only on Funimation. So, yeah, we had to pick up Funimation just to sync us on. <laughs> I could, I had to watch sync us on and the Sekai Quartet. Uh, Strike Witches, oh my gosh, that is a travesty. I don't know who greenlit that travesty. That is, oh, I'm so mad at that. Like I'm literally, I was literally mad last night. We was watching that show. They just. I don't know what that studio was doing. And that's that's it. That's it. Uh, one last topic before we close things out. I'm not going to speak too much on this one because, it, again, it's one of those things where it's just a lot of he said, she sheds, and we just got to wait for the, the trial to actually happen or settlements or something. Uh, but for those who don't know, basically, what now, three days upon recording of this, um, be four days when this is actually posted, uh, Vic Manana finally filed his first lawsuit. Um, it was basically combining four parties, 
Funimation Productions, LLC, Jamie Marchi, Monica Rial, and Ronald Toye. Those four parties are involved in this one lawsuit. Now, this is the preliminary stuff. It is basically stating what they're filing for. It has all the information about what what all the evidence they have that this defamation was happening upon Vic Mignogna and uh, requesting information from them regarding different accusations that were made. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, I believe that some of the parties have gotten counsel, which is important. Uh, of course, Funimation already has their lawyers. I'm not sure if they're going to seek other lawyers or if Sony's going to... I'm assuming Sony's going to get involved. But uh, yeah, this has been a long time coming. We've been kind of keeping out of the conversations because, like I said before, it's a lot of people kind of just destroying each other on the internet and we don't really like to get involved in that stuff because it no, nobody wins in the end, technically, with a lot of this stuff. Um, and it's technically between them. And they have the evidence, of course. They think they have the evidence. Vic Mignogna, of course, is is seeking counsel because he believes that he is he is being harmed by it, technically. He's, he's losing a lot of work. But um, it's finally happening, so we'll see what the court decides or the jury if, if it goes that far. I would assume that they're going to want to settle on this. Nobody wants to... <laughs> Lawsuits are expensive, so I'm assuming that people are going to want to settle. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. There's a there's something to be believed that if Sony believes that they are not in the fault, they'll be fighting it. But I don't know that anybody else would have any benefit to fighting it. So we'll see. Uh, they're seeking a monetary relief of $1 million. So we'll see if anything comes from it. But I just wanted to get that out there $1 as well. $1 million. Yeah, million dollars. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's 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 it. That's that's our discussion on podcast episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. It's a lot of stuff we had to go through there. Unfortunately, we didn't get any uh, community stuff because it's all it's all one big blur. It's one big blur. Uh, I, I'm assuming next week we'll be doing our music podcast episode. So everybody's excited about that. Yay! I know that a lot of people love those music. I mean, I'm already, get, I'm already getting PMs of people going, did you record it yet? Did you record it yet? It's like, come on, people. Give me some time. I will, we'll get to it. So, yeah, we got we to gotta scour through all the shows. Folks and are find excited the about the music. How come a, nobody ever messages me? There's like us. Because you don't talk on any social media except for forums. They don't talk to you on the forums? No, They don't ask really. you when it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Nobody messages me on the forums. They messaged me on the forums. <laughs> and I've been lacking on actually keeping up on the forums. No, um, yeah, I, I know that's exciting for people, so we'll, I don't know. It's hard to think. There's a few titles already, or a few songs already that's kind of jumped out at me. Uh, some surprising ones as well. There's actually like a slow opening that I'm not used to. Very romantic slow opening. I think it was the Fruits Basket. It's like, that's, that's different for an intro, but I'm going with it. It's very beautiful. Uh, there's a There's a few really good standouts in there. But um, I don't know. Nothing that's completely jumping out. And I really badly want to check out what Carol on Tuesday's opening and ending is. I might have to cheat. I might have to cheat on that one. I really do want to know what they did with well, that one. I, I, I mean, for that particular thing, I don't see why not. I mean, all we're doing is we're not actually watching the shows. We're just checking out the OP. But, hey, it, uh, uh, I'm assuming Bungo Stray Dog is going to be good opening as well. I had to watch Bad Apple first, so I haven't haven't heard that one yet. But shoot, all the all the ops are pretty much posted on the on the YouTube anyway. That's true, but I want a good quality of it. So I got to. I agree. It. I got to find that's, a good. That's quali- a I'm not going to post it unless it's a good that's quality. That's a totally separate issue. At least I don't have to worry about too much about Amazon. 
and I was a little bit, I was a little bit sad about Dodo Dodo's LP. It's very Naruto. It's Asian Kung odd. Fu. It's all. It's so. It's odd. so Naruto. It, it's it's sad that I can't disconnect Asian Kung Fu with Do, uh, Naruto. It just it just it, it just feels Naruto. <laughs> but yeah, the ED still. I think the ED was still good if I remember correctly. But so, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that when we get to that. So hopefully you guys enjoy the music podcast episode next week, and then we'll dive back into some normal discussionals or maybe some topics. So no, I guess we'll go. We'll be, yeah, I think it'll be another maybe discussional, maybe, or we'll get go into our first impressions. I'm not sure exactly which one we'll do first, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this discussional podcast episode. If there was any of these news bits that was interesting to you, definitely let us know, and we hope you all enjoyed. And you'll take care. Os. Sekai no yume, Tashikari hitotsu.